Plain Spoken, Episode 8. Welcome back to Plain Spoken, the podcast where we talk about how to live more quietly and with greater focus on what really matters. I'm Dean Abbott. I'm a writer, teacher, coach, and podcaster. If you'd like to connect further with me, the best way to do that is by following me on Twitter, www.twitter.com backslash Dean Abbott, or you can email me directly at dean at deanabbott.com. I mentioned last week that I was recording in our garage because I was unable to drive to my regular recording spot. One of our cars was in the shop. Well, this week I'm back in the garage because the room where I normally record is unavailable until later today. And at that time, I have to be taking our oldest to her orthodontist appointment to make sure her teeth are okay. So if you hear some stray background noise, you'll know why. You might hear a car driving by. You might hear birds crowing, cawing, calling. Uh, it's all because I'm sitting in the garage. I wanted to talk today about the sense of being overwhelmed by life and what to do when life feels overwhelming. I think this is a common condition for lots of people Lots of people go through life trying not to notice how overwhelming life feels, but that's not really necessary because there are some things you can do about that, and near the end of this short podcast, I'll talk about some recommendations for things to do if you are feeling like life is just too overwhelming to face. In the first episode of this podcast, if you haven't heard that, I recommend that you go back and listen. I mentioned there that in my younger days, especially around the beginning of college, I dealt with intense anxiety on a daily basis. It was bad. And when I say it was intense, I mean constant, extreme anxiety to the point where sometimes I would just double over with uh, pain because my muscles were so tense. Or sometimes I would just vomit spontaneously because I was so anxious and nervous and afraid. And above all, I always struggled daily from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to sleep with negative obsessive thought patterns. As you can imagine, that hurt my relationships and it hurt my over, overall success In that period of life, I was simply unable to take advantage of all of the opportunities that were presented to me when I was a college student because I was so overwhelmed. I'm sure you've had periods where life felt overwhelming to you as well. Maybe you're in one of those periods now. Well, there are reasons for that, and I think identifying the reasons is a first step to being able to change this situation. So let me talk for a few minutes about what caused that feeling for me and what I think causes that feeling for most people who are experiencing it, 
And then I'll talk about a couple of techniques for handling it. I'm also going to try to focus mostly on external circumstantial causes for a sense of being overwhelmed as opposed to the internal causes that express themselves as anxiety. So what are the causes of that feeling of being overwhelmed? It can be a number of things. First, it can be that sometimes we really are in transition that seems huge. There's a reason, for example, that my anxiety spiked near the beginning of college. See, before that, in high school, I was a person who was totally immersed in my immediate surroundings. Uh, I was totally immersed in what was happening at my school. And when I say that, I mean emotionally, not that I was at the school 24-7 or involved in all kinds of extracurricular activities. I mean emotionally and psychologically, my school, my family, what I was doing in my town, my local life was the total context for my thinking. And so to go to college and to completely divorce myself from all of that, to put myself in a situation where literally everything is new, all the people are new, I have to learn everything all over again, was a transition that felt overwhelming in a way that it might not have had I mentally and psychologically been prepared for a change of that level by thinking, being encouraged to think through, well, what will it be like when I get there? And what can I do now to prepare myself for the coming change, which I wasn't at all. And so when we go through transitions that completely reshape our daily lives, events feel overwhelming because the scope of that change is so complete. So if that's you, then being aware that that is what's happening is one step toward making it more manageable. But those things happen in life only a few times, if we're lucky. But even daily life can feel overwhelming because of its bigness. And our cultural sense that bigness equates with significance. I, again, I remember in college, I was always encouraged. We, we students were always urged to expand our horizons. At that point, there was a big push at my school on globalism and getting kids to travel and doing things to expand your horizons. And that's all well and good, but it's also reflective of an ideology that encourages the pursuit of a big life without roots. All the while we were being encouraged to be global citizens, we were never told how to build a foundation for life, for a life that would not be constantly overwhelming to us. Last week, I wrote a tweet where I said, the happiest people I've ever known were those whose, whose lives were focused on family, their local community, their faith, their work. 
I've known many people whose lives were marked by impressive careers, world travel, prestige, and most of them have been miserable. And that's true. The people I have met whose focus has been concentrated, who've been deeply rooted, who have been connected with one organization, one community, they've seemed so much more satisfied to me. And I think that's largely because reducing the scale of our focus, we're able to see tangible results of our work, and we are able to see the significance of those tangible results that we're creating. And so by limiting our scope, we reduce the sense of being overwhelmed by trying to be a person who is as big and whose life is as big as the world. Along those lines, in our consumer society, we're always being pushed to be looking for more. We are likely to be overwhelmed by just how large our collection of stuff is. I know that's true for me. A few years ago, I woke up and I just realized our family just owned too much stuff, and we probably still own too much stuff. And once you are in a position where you own too much stuff, it requires a lot of effort to get rid of stuff. And so you, having too much stuff, in a way, equates to being in debt. Okay, It's easy to acquire, but it takes so much effort to, to dig out of, both out of a hole of debt and out from under a mound of stuff that you own that clogs and clutters your life. I've known people who have this problem even worse than uh, our family does. I've known people, for example, who have an impulse to buy trinkets and toys and souvenirs of every kind. Their impulse to do that just seems irresistible to them. They'll clutter up their spaces until their interests change. So I've known people, for example, who commit themselves to collecting so much junk related to, say, whatever the popular movie of the time is. So people who, just off the top of my head, an example, people who go out and spend thousands of dollars and spend hours of time to gather up and, say, collect Harry Potter memorabilia and then to display this in their home until finally they outgrow it or the fad changes or something happens that makes them want to clear all that stuff out, put it in a box, put it in the basement or in the attic or wherever, where it's just going to sit and be a clutter in a different form. And then just to repeat the whole pattern, they clutter up their spaces until their interests change And then they move that stuff to storage so they can clutter their shelves with newer, better junk. Have you ever seen those TV shows about hoarders? Those people whose every inch of their house is just crammed with stuff. The people whose livable space consists 
of these little paths cut out between the stacks of old newspapers, food wrappers, expired pill bottles, whatever. Well, most of us now are hoarders. We just manage it better than the people whose homes end up on television. We are basically controlled hoarders. One little piece of evidence for this. See, when I was a kid, you never rode around and saw storage shed businesses along the side of the road. And now they're everywhere. Those have mostly become a staple of our society in the last 20 years or so. And why is that? Because we're all hoarders. And our stuff is so overwhelming to us that we have to find a place to move it off-site so that we can live. We now have this entire industry of storage to help us protect our hordes. So just like we have too much physical stuff, we can easily have too many obligations and responsibilities as well. These can be work, social, or really any kind of obligations. And sometimes those alone can be overwhelming because of their scope and size, their frequency, how demanding they are. Student loans are a good example. Okay, so student loans, they're an obligation. If you're a person who's just out of college with a $100,000 debt, the obligation that you're looking at is so large, it's bound to be overwhelming to you. Especially because your income for dealing with that is far too small to make much of a dent in it. And that touches on another reason why people feel overwhelmed is they just feel like they don't have the resources to solve problems that to them seem huge. And they might not. They might lack confidence. They might lack skills for tackling problems. They might lack knowledge about what to do about them. All of those things are real. And when you're in that position, especially when you're in that position and you don't know that you're in that position, you have not paused to reflect. You don't have the awareness and the consciousness to see that you are in a position where you are struggling with huge problems without adequate resources to cope with them. Then your sense of being overwhelmed is going to be complete. Mostly, though, these kinds of situations stem ultimately from a lack of courage, maybe a lack of support to really reinforce to this person that problems are manageable. So they might lack courage, they might lack support, and they just might lack a proactive nature that seeks to eliminate obstacles rather than just to cope with them. I'd like to talk for a moment then about this idea of coping rather than solving. When we have a strong sense that life is overwhelming, our temptation becomes simply to try to cope with problems, to deal with the bill on a month-to-month basis, 
hope we can make the minimum payment, to try to get through this day, and to focus on on resources and tools that help us cope. So we look for ways to escape, whether that's indulging, overindulging in too much television, too much food, too much drink, too much socializing even. Whatever it is, we look for ways to cope. And all the while, we know that that big overwhelming reality is out there. And we spend our time trying to escape from it and ignore it. We push that sense of overwhelm down, and all it does is increase our bad feelings about it. We feel more overwhelmed when we try to cope with problems rather than to solve them or to eliminate them. Now, clearly, there are times in life where coping is the best we can do, but for most of us, most of the time, we can actually do better than coping. So part of the solution for dealing with a sense of overwhelm with regard to how big and busy and scary life can be is to look at where in your life are you coping with problems rather than focusing on solving them. And so if you can become aware of that, you can begin to solve problems and put those to rest in a way that allows you to feel less overwhelmed. So given all this, what are some things people can do to deal with the overwhelming nature of life and of problems? So I want to suggest two things. And the first is to focus on the basics. Most people, I think, go through life not even knowing what the basics are. In fact, not even knowing that life has basics. Life seems overwhelming to them because they are constantly putting out surface fires rather than attending to the underlying structures that sustain, that make possible, long-term peaceful living. So life has a structure and... Part of responding to a sense of being overwhelmed by life is to focus not on the immediate problem, although that does require some focus, but what you want to do is break this habit of putting on a fire and then retreating into escape. So you, oh, you barely, you got the bill paid. Now it's time to party. Okay, that is a, destructive pattern of coping, putting out a fire, and escaping, rather than attending to the basics that allow you to build a long-term, peaceful life. So when you think about it, life really breaks down into just a few categories. And if you focus on managing these well, your sense of over, being overwhelmed is likely to reduce, diminish greatly. There are many ways, of course, of breaking life into these categories, but here are the ones I'm currently using. And I'm not saying I've always managed 
each of these well. In fact, I've already told you that I haven't always managed them well. If I had, I wouldn't have struggled with so much anxiety when I was young. Okay? But I do know that they exist, and I'm working every day in my own life to bring order to these areas, and I bring, put them forward here hoping that this will help you do the same. First category is health, and here I mean physical health. If you manage your diet, sleep, and exercise well, you'll have a more solid basis for handling the overwhelming challenges of life. And in fact, you will be able to assess the size, significance, and scope of problems much more realistically if you are well-fed, you're well-rested, and you're strong. Without being well-rested, well-fed, and strong, it's very difficult to assess correctly the threat levels of problems, and so they seem more overwhelming. It's important to note, like I was saying a moment ago, that our physical health is often negatively shaped by our tendency to cope with or to avoid dealing with problems that seem overwhelming. So we get into that cope-escape cycle, and we overindulge in whatever we're using to escape, And it's not just that we're wasting time, it's that we're actually making ourselves less strong, less capable of handling problems, and thus we increase our our sense of being overwhelmed in the long run. So that's health, number one. Number two, finances. This is an area where I struggle and have struggled. So I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what anyone should do, but you do need to be aware that this is a major area of life that you can't avoid. Not enough people take that seriously and realize that finances must be well-managed in order to live quietly. So what can I tell you except save your money and don't spend it frivolously? This also seems like it might be a good time to mention that you can always support me on Patreon uh, by going to patreon.com and searching for Dean Abbott. Number three, relationships. If your relationships are not right, nothing else in life is going to make much of a dent in helping you to live peacefully and quietly. So ask yourself, Are your current major relationships adding to your life? Do they provide a sense of support and security for you? Or are they more or less a constant source of stress and disquiet? Are your relationships peaceful and productive? Is there real connection between you and the people you spend most of your time with? If not, you are likely going to feel overwhelmed by life because connection with other people and a sense that you have resources that live inside your relationships, that live inside others that you can draw on is a fundamental part of being secure in the face of problems that are sometimes overwhelming. Number four, vocation. 
Are you spending your time in a way that aligns with your values and your sense of who you are? Are you living out some kind of calling in service to others that creates value? If not, you're going to feel not good. And you're going to feel that so intensely that you're going to feel overwhelmed. A lot of people's sense of being overwhelmed, I'm sure, comes from working at jobs long-term that they hate. And a lot of that, that cope, escape cycle is built around work because people do work they hate in order to finance their escape, whatever that is. If you really want to deal with the feeling of being overwhelmed by life and being unhappy, making sure that your work is something that you can uh, enjoy or that it somehow at least fits with your sense of who you are is critical. Number five, environment. Your physical environment is a way of telling yourself who you think you are. And so it's very important. So you got to ask yourself, what is that physical space like for you? Is it beautiful? Is it something that you want to be in? Or does it reinforce your sense of disorder and overwhelming chaos? Your physical environments are not trivial. Rather, they're the space from which you launch yourself, from which you work on all the area, other areas of life to bring those into order. And so your physical environments require attention. And finally, number six is your inner life, a sense of inner peace, and a sense that your life is not conditional upon your attachments to worldly things. And so the circumstances of life can go up, can go down, and you are able to stay in a peaceful position because you have an inner world that is not dependent on the outcome of everyday circumstances. So those six things, if you are overwhelmed, I recommend you sit down Start making a list of what you can do in these six areas. Health, finances, relationships, vocation, environments, and your inner life. What can you do to bring some order and improve in those six areas? Maybe I should do a podcast on each of these six areas individually. If you'd like me to do that, let me know. My point at this very moment, though, is that when life feels overwhelming, returning to basic categories and making sure they're being well-managed can reduce your sense of being overwhelmed because six well-defined areas of life that you are responsible for are much easier to get a handle on than just some big amorphous blob of scary things that you're carrying around in your mind. And so by focusing on the fundamentals and breaking those down into concrete areas, you start eroding that big blob of scary amorphous ideas that are out there in your mind and that are making you feel overwhelmed. A second technique you might have heard of because it was featured in a film many years ago called What About Bob? 
in that film, a therapist advises his client to take baby steps in life. And yes, in the movie, it's played for laugh, but there's an important piece of wisdom in it as well. And so the point is that once you have these six areas of life and you are looking at where you stand in terms of are those areas of your life well-ordered or not, you need to take action to bring that, those areas of life into better order. And all tasks that are required to do that can be broken down into small enough chunks that you can do something positive toward improving each area of life daily. Even if you're overwhelmed, even if your schedule is packed, you can break tasks down into pieces small enough to fit into whatever scraps of time you do have. And you do have some scraps of time. And, and, and I know you do because if you're trapped in that coping, escaping cycle, why not just reduce your escape time by 15 minutes and take some very small action steps in each of these six areas of life to bring greater order so that your overall sense of being overwhelmed is diminished. So maybe you don't have hours to spend in the gym. But can you get in a five-minute walk? Can you at least park as far away from your office door as possible so that your walk to get into the building is longer? Can you send a short email of just a few sentences to someone you need to clear up some confusion with or to shore up a relationship? Do you have two minutes to sit down and make quick notes about what you think your area of vocation might be, what you would do if you could? And how could you begin making some, you make some notes, right, about how you could begin exploring that area in two minutes. So baby steps, tiny little tasks broken down into, to the point where they do not seem overwhelming and where you are able to take a few every day will also help greatly reduce your sense of being overwhelmed. If you do these things, if you will retire each night with a sense of progress, and that's really what matters, a sense that you are moving forward on important issues, and that sense of progress will ultimately diminish your sense of being overwhelmed. Your progress doesn't need to be swift, but it must be steady. If you do this, if you break life down into discrete areas and create tiny steps you can take toward managing them better, I think you'll find that these take you a long way toward living the quieter life. Thanks again for listening. Please remember that you can follow me on Twitter or email me at dean at deanabbott.com. I'll be with you again on the next episode of Plain Spoken. Until then, I hope this helps.